This is Assignments Unlimited. Oh, I was just making an inquiry. I heard from someone I know that you supply guards. Is that right? Yes, sir. Male or female? Oh, definitely male. I need an armed guard, you see. Have you a license for that? We have indeed, sir. Do you want a man for escort duties? No, I want to mount an armed guard on a building I'm putting up in Boreham Wood. Oh, oh, I see. Then I think you'd better come round in person and see the managing director personally. Yes, I'll do that. What's the address, miss? 33 Half Moon Street. The house that Seamus built. In pre-war days, Seamus McBride would have been described by those who knew him as a jerry builder. Their prefix being derived from the legendary prophet of gloom, Jeremiah. An unworthy designation and a man for potential house owners to be wary of. But in these days of an acute housing shortage, Seamus McBride would refer to himself as a spec builder a convenient euphemism in a seller's market. He came to see me at my office in the West End, a large, florid man with the build of a bricklayer and the wiles of a con man. I automatically offered him four fingers of scotch from the wall cupboard. McBride was that sort of man. Well, Mr. Mason, here's to us. Good health. I asked the girl on the switchboard if you were licensed to supply armed guards. She said you were. Yes, but I would point out that license is normally granted for the escort of, well, valuable property when moved from place to place. Transit of precious stones, payrolls, and so on. I understand that you want a man to guard your property. To be more exact, to guard the site of a prospective property. It's a stand I have in Boreham Wood, a few miles north of the Elstree Film Studios. I'm building a residence there. At least I'm trying to build a residence, but every night I have trouble. The mortar sand has had oil poured into it. The roofing timber has been set alight where it's stacked against the fence. My cement shed was broken into a water poured over the bag so that it's set hard and is now useless. Have you informed the, uh, the police? Yes, I have, but it doesn't help. They keep an eye open, but they can't be there all the time. So all you need is a watchman. Why an armed watchman? They're not so easily come by. You see, I've had two already, and both were taken to hospital with serious stomach pains. They did a test on the second one, and the results showed that his tea had been poisoned. After that, you can't get a watchman for love nor money. Except at Assignments Unlimited. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, I'll put a man on for you, of course, but I don't think he need be armed. But I guess I'd say you have a, well, an enemy in the building trade who doesn't want you to finish this house on schedule. Now, why is this the only house of mine that's been sabotaged? Tell me that. You have other properties in this area? Five more, six in all. Not a bit of trouble with the others. Oh, that's different, isn't it? Then, what about the owners? Well, I don't build for specific people. The houses are all put up on spec. I sell them when they're finished and ready to move into. But you can well appreciate that the time lost on this one is costing me money, and I can't sell above a certain figure. You're a speculative builder, then? Well, the only way. You can't have owners poking their nose into what you're doing. Let them have the house when it's finished and done, I say. A good plasterer can cover up a multitude of mistakes. Yes, but isn't there a building inspector? Yeah, there's a building inspector. In some areas, uh, he's a human being. Uh, they don't get big salaries, you know. I see. The inspector in Bournemouth is obviously human. Uh, that's right. If you ask me, the sabotaging of my building materials on this particular site is the work of a maniac. 
Once I've got the house completed and sold, I couldn't care for maniac tears it down brick by brick. A bit hard on the owner, isn't it? Well, once it's a fixed property, it's insured by the building society and the police have to act in full force. Oh, very well, Mr. McBride. I'll supply you with a band to guard your building site. He'll be a great deal more expensive than a, well, a normal night watchman, you understand? I don't mind, as long as you get results. Time is money to me. And I don't think we need apply for special permission for the, for the man to be armed. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. If he gets badly injured or worse, don't come cry to me. I have an idea, Mr. Mason, that whoever's doing this is prepared to stop at nothing. Hello there. I say. Yes, ma'am, what is it? Are you the night watchman here? That's me. I wonder if you can help me. I'm a bit stuck. Hang on. Yep. Oh, yes. The fact is, I've got myself completely lost. And you want me to help you find yourself again? If you can. Oh, I can. What I mean is, I can't find my way in this new suburb. Oh. Are you sure you're the night watchman? Baby, I don't sit up all night in a pile of pits and making coffee because I'm a hermit. In fact, I'm a most gregarious person normally. I love company, especially feminine company. You don't even sound like a night watchman. And you don't look the sort of gal who gets lost easy. Night watchman, huh? Uh, Strictly freelance. I'll make a mental note of that. Right now, I'll be grateful if you can unravel this map for me. A friend drew it last night, but I can't make head or tail of it. See, I'm trying to find number 30 Green Oaks Avenue. What's the matter with your friend? Why doesn't he pick you up and drive you here? She hasn't got a car, and neither has her husband. Well, any time you're coming here earlier, look me up. I'll drive you out any time. Thank you. I better make a mental note of it. I have. Um, the map. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know this place too good either, but from the map, you go two blocks up this road, turn left in the Green Oaks Avenue, and number 30 should be on the right-hand side. Oh, thank you. Good night. Yeah, know where you're going? Oh, yes. I know where I'm going. Hi there, Mr. McBride. She says you wanted me to come early today. Oh, Luda. Yes, I did. And I told Mr. Mason there'd be no fee for last night. Well, how come? Did you leave this building site last night? Not for one minute. Why, is something wrong? Just come over here. Now, oh, take a look at that. What am I supposed to look for? This is a stack of asbestos roof sheeting. Piled on its side in case of rain. Sensible precaution. The Weather Bureau predicts a violent storm any time now. But I might just as well not take in the precaution. Look at the bottom of those sheets. Looks like they've been chewed through by something. Yeah, they have. By sewer rats. Take a look behind the stack and tell me what you see. Two dead sewer rats. I don't get it. Next to the asbestos stack, I found this wire cage. And on the other side, next to the dead rats, is a squeezed-out tube of virulent rat poison. I know the brand. You can buy it anywhere. The poison in the tube is such an attraction for the rats that they've been known to chew through the metal tube in order to get at it. Now, listen carefully. Last night, somebody came onto the site and squeezed out that tube behind the asbestos. 
They then put this wire cage containing the two sewer rats flush up against the asbestos on the side. The doors of the cage slides up to open, and when this cage was opened, the only way the rats could get at the poison was to chew their way through my ceiling boards, which are now ruined. Is that perfectly clear? Yeah, uh, but who would do a thing like that? I'm more interested in knowing how they did it. Somebody came on the site last night, and if you weren't asleep, you must have seen them. Nobody came on the site, and I didn't go to sleep. Unless... Well? Unless what? Mr. McBride, it, it probably doesn't mean anything, but I was called away down to the street fence for a few minutes last night. You were? Who by? Well, by a... Yeah, a lady... But I had my eyes on her the whole time. I'll swear she couldn't have done it. But an accomplice could have done it while you were talking. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I, I guess so. Yeah, but she's easy to trace this dame. She had a penciled map. She was looking for an address on Green Oaks Avenue. Do you remember the address? Oh, sure I do. Then this may be our first tangible lead to the persons who are trying to stop me building this house. What was the number of Green Oaks Avenue? Number 30. D Did you say 30? 3 -oh. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Number 30, Green Oaks Avenue, is a vacant lot. What a night for a watchman. Well, at least there'll be no sabotage tonight. Not even a rat would come out in this weather. That Jane. Yeah, she sure took me in. But, brother, what a looker. Well, I don't figure is, why would a beautiful doll like that want to stop Seamus McBride from building his house? Why this one, when he's got five others with no night watchmen? That's crazy, man, crazy. We'll have a cup of coffee from a vacuum flash, too. Any dame who deals in rats. Water. Water. Flood water. It's flood water and it's washing the whole side away. Sent me right back where I started. But I see you're still working on it. At least I can get the foundations dug. There's nothing they can do to them short of filling them in with a pick and shovel. And I don't see anyone using a pick and shovel on a building site without being seen, do you? But, Mr. McBride, you can't blame anyone for the floodwaters. Is that what you think? Is that what you think, eh? Well, then I've got some news for you, Luger. Yes, news. Have you any idea how floodwaters could flow over this site? Well, have you? Well... Bad drainage, I guess. Oh, clever boy. Now the whole township surveyed and the roads and drains are built before the houses. Stormwater drains are inspected by the building inspector. And it's more than his job's worth if they don't work satisfactorily. He's a good man at his job. But the stormwater drain above the site didn't work last night, did it? You mean someone... Someone fixed the drain? Yes, someone fixed the drain. They blocked it up with the very asbestos stuff that I threw away. They deliberately diverted the floodwaters over the site and wiped out everything I've done. Luger's face, as he sat opposite me in the office, was a mixture of bewilderment, puzzlement, anger and shame. The latter expression was because this was the first time he'd been fired from a job. 
Well, I tried to commiserate with him, but to no avail. It was a bit of pill for Luger. He was unaccustomed to losing to a woman, especially a beautiful woman. If ever I get my hands on that broad, so help me, I'll wring her neck. <laughs> you can't win them all, Luger. That floodwater dream was out of my territory. I don't blame myself for that, even if it was the last straw for my pride. It's those rats. Imagining game handling those things. Well, according to what you've told me, it was her accomplice who put the rats by the ceiling board. Yeah. The accomplice, it could be a man. If it was, then he's not the sort of man you'd expect a sleazy dame like that to associate with. I didn't tell you this. There was the imprint of a stiletto heel right by the side of those asbestos boards right there in the dirt. Two women. Looks like it, Chief. Sewer rats. Not just the plain, ordinary field a house kind, mark you, but sewer rats. Now, how would two dames, unaided, get hold of a brace of sewer rats? You seem quite sure in your own mind that this is the work of two women. Think back on everything they've done so far. Oil in the sand, timber set fire to, water on the cement, rats in the ceiling boards, and now a stormwater drain covered up. Nowhere is there anything that requires physical strength. Just cunning, crafty, female cunning. Well, McBride thinks it's the work of a maniac. Chief, why, that dame I saw is crazy about, they don't put you in an asylum for. Trouble is, I don't have any lead. No lead at all. You're determined to get to the bottom of this, aren't you? Yes, Chief, I am. No complaints about that? None at all. If you do solve the mystery, it'll be worth ten times the night watchman's job. McBride is offering a reward of 500 pounds for the apprehension and conviction of the saboteurs. 500? That's a big hole in his pocket. Well, from what he tells me of the spec-building business, some unfortunate house owner will pay in the end. Mr. McBride employs only the best plasterers. Sewer covers? I beg your pardon. Those big heavy iron covers they put over sewers. A woman wouldn't have the strength to lift one of those, would she? Well, I'd say not. But why? Then she must have got them from an open sewer. The rats, you mean? Yes, that's logical. Where, Chief? Where? Near to Borum Wood. Let me think. Uh, Manor's Field, I guess. Yeah, come on, I'll show you on the map. Uh, it leads into the sewerage farm proper through a place called the Cut. Uh-huh. Uh, but as far as I remember, nobody lives there. Well, except the official and his wife and the pumping house. They're all built the same. The living quarters are above the machinery room. It's worth a try, Manor's Field. Well, what excuse will you give for going there? Oh, official rat catcher. Stewart rats? No, Chief. The two-legged variety. Wanna lift? If you're going anywhere near Manor's Field. You picked the right car. Hop in. Thanks. Station. Say that again, especially in stiletto heels. I guess you don't come into the country much. As a matter of fact, I live around here, but I've been up to town. There's a public works lorry goes past the pump house from the station round about this time, but the train was late and I missed it. Lucky for me, you came along. Not many people use this road. No, I guess not. You, uh, work in the pump house? My dad is the official. Don't you get scared living in a place like that? What's it to be scared of? I hear tell them sewer rats grow as big as cats. <laughs> That's an old wives' tale. I ought to know. We used to catch them as kids. 
Does that horrify you? No, why should it? All kids have a game to catch things. Sometimes it carries on over into adult life. Does it? And what are you catching at present? You want an honest answer? Of course. I was mentally mapping out a plan of campaign whereby I might catch myself a beautiful blonde with a blue ribbon in her hair and sheer perfection of form right down to her stiletto heels. Mm. You don't waste much time, do you? Life is so short. Have you set yourself any particular deadline? How about tonight? I promise to help Dad tonight. Tomorrow night, then? All right. I'll tell Dad you're coming. Why do I pick you up? At the pump house. The house is over the machine room. Six o'clock? Fine. I'll buy you a steak in town. Fine. And does this vision in velvet have a name? Yes. Grace. Grace. Uh, Bolton. And you? Oh, well, my name's Luger. Just Luger. It's unusual having one name, but then lots of you Americans do, don't you? I mean, like Liberace and that. Luger. That's not common, is it? Well, my parents figured it was a surefire name, Grace. I've never been out with an American before. It's exciting. You know, Grace, that's how I feel. But it's going to be exciting. No passengers on that train, I see. No, sir. There hardly ever is. Uh, were you waiting for someone? Yeah. Uh, you. Me? You are the station master. Uh, that's right. I'm also the porter. <laughs> the booking clerk, gardener, and the signalman. What can I do for you? I want some information. I'll pay for it. Uh, uh, who are you, then? Does it matter? I'll pay with a five-pound note. A good one. Ah. And you must be one of them blokes that cause a... <laughs> Private eye. I see that in between your various duties, you're an avid reader of crime fiction. <laughs> Some of that, eh? Uh, fiver, did you say? Uh, what's it you want to know? Cash first. I find it loosens the mind. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you know that blonde who got off the train about uh, ten past three this afternoon? Um, well, that'd be the three-five connection. It's, uh, it's mostly all connections on this line. Yeah, I know her well. Ever since she was a kid, as a matter of fact. Her old man's the official at uh, Mannersfield Pumping Station, old Jed Bolton. Nice enough fellow. Had a bad start, but uh, he's been going fine for the past, ooh, it must be 15 years now. Yeah, I know young Grace, all right. What is it you want to know about her? Uh, nothing, I guess. Not now. Anything else what? I want to know, I can find out tomorrow night. I got a date with her. You have? <laughs> you better watch it, mate. If you want the advice of an older and wiser man... You, you mean there's you something want... wrong with Grace Bolton? Did she tell you her name's Bolton? Yeah, so did you. No, I didn't. I said her old man's name was Jed Bolton. She's married. Her name's Grace Pitley. Is that so? Ah. Uh, and where is Mr. Pitley? Where she's just come from. Dartmoor. <laughs> and don't think you're safe because he's there. He's got plenty of contacts on the outside, and if he finds out you've been messing around with his missus, you'll be in for it, my lad, and no mistake. Oh, thanks for telling me. Yeah. yeah. What's he in for? He's one of the mail van robbers. You know, that mob uh, what got away with half a million last year. I gave him 30 years, but he swears they'll never hold him. 
<laughs> Knowing Bert Pitlead, I won't. Uh, she must be pretty confident. She even said I'd near her dad. Uh, flippity gibbet, that's what she is. Poor old Jed ain't got much choice. He's an old lag himself, see. Did a five stretch on the moor for larceny. What a date I got myself. <laughs> yeah. Exciting, she said. Um, boy, she wasn't kidding. How can you mess around with another fellow when Bert's inside? But if he finds out, Grace, he'll kill both of you. Don't worry, Bert won't find out. This fellow's got class. He'll take me to places the mob have never seen the inside of. Real posh places. And he's so handsome. You know, uh, in a rugged sort of way. <laughs> How do you know he won't take you to the corner house like anybody else? Because he's an American and Yanks are always loaded. I still think you're a fool. Well, how did you meet him, anyway? He was driving by when I got off the train. It was late. I'd missed the works lorry. Don't tell me you're jealous. Grace, describe him to me. Go on. Tell me exactly what he looks like. What for? Please, Grace. Well, he, he was sitting in the car, of course, so... But it's obvious he's tall. His face? Oh. Dark hair, blue eyes, long lashes, tough chin and a scar on the left side of his face. <gasps> What's up? That night watchman the night before last when we worked the rat trick. That's his description. He was a yank, too. Are you sure? I can make sure. What's his name? Luger. Just Luger. What's Seamus McBride, the builder's number? It's there by the phone. The top one's business, the bottom one's his home. He'll be home right now, I hope. What are you going to do? Be quiet. Mr. McBride? Speaking. Uh, I'm speaking on behalf of the Lewisham Construction Company. I missed you at the office, so I'm sorry to ring you at home. That's all right. What's it you want? Well, we're looking urgently for a night watchman, Mr. McBride. My office wondered if you were still employing that American in Boreham Wood. Luger? No, I'm certainly not. If you want to... Well, it's the same man, Grace. The same man... Luger. At your service, <gasps> ladies. Oh! Uh, I don't try anything. Just stay where you are. You see, the game's up, girls. We found out why. And if you don't behave yourselves, you'll wind up sewing mailbags, too. Convicted in the great mail van robbery. The loot was buried in the field near Boreham Wood. But the area was developed into a township. And the unfortunate Mr. Seamus McBride started to build a house right over the spot where Bert Pitley had hidden his treasure. Only he and the two wives knew the location, and they dared not make an attempt to remove it until they had contacted Pitley in prison. That was the reason for Grace Pitley's visit to the moor. But in the meantime, they had to make sure that Seamus McBride never completed the house. And in that endeavour, they showed remarkable ingenuity, don't you think? (laughs) 